It's Barely in Topic, a podcast for Boston Bruins fans by Boston Bruins fans. <laughs> I just thought about what I said. <laughs> I- I'll be thinking about it as well. <laughs> We're not going to repeat it. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Barely On Topic. Look at me, I can just pull things together. Welcome to Barely On Topic. It is Sunday, October 30th. The spookening is happening. Of course, this is a podcast for Boston Bruins fans by Boston Bruins fans. And I am VA. I'm here with Tim. Hello, hello. And Nick. Hi. Jeff is somewhere in Canada on his tractor having a good time. So someday we'll hear from him again. But that's okay. We're going to have lots of fun without him. (laughs) For one, other people get to talk. So that's good. (laughs) Two, we have a lot to talk about. Okay, ready? Brad Marchand has come back five weeks early from the predicted time of his recovery. Boom. I'm I'm happy about that. Of course. Who isn't happy? You know who isn't happy? Non-Bruins fans. Do you know there are some Bruins fans who don't like Brad Marchand? I don't trust them. I don't. Can I speak one-on-one to those fans? Yes, please. Oh, oh, I don't have anything prepared. Like, I was asking if I could literally meet them and talk to them one-on-one. But I can say something to them right now. They probably don't listen to this podcast, though. They probably don't. They don't. We're pretty pro-Brad here. So, but I'll I'll ask them one question. Why don't you like Marshan? Well, from what little I've gathered, it's Mm -hmm. his antics that have nothing to do with his goal scoring. Hmm. And I could almost see it, except that I think with Brad, you have to take the whole package. Yeah. You know? And when Brad does something stupid, we're the first to admit it. Oh, yeah. 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 If he does something really dumb where he hurts someone or is a suspendable offense or whatever, or findable offense, yep, we admit it. Except, you know, I do think he got knocked for a a phantom penalty last year and, and got suspended for it, but okay. Sure, reputation, whatever, stupid dops, anyway. Uh, yeah, so Marshy came back this week. So I just want to bring it back to the week before. We were just talking about the four games. We're not going to talk about those four games specifically, but we had made a, a prediction on mm. how we thought those games were going to go. Now, I nailed the number of wins and losses, but I got the, the loss wrong. It was Ottawa. Oh, boy. That was that was a loss. It was it was a loss, but the one thing I will say positive about that game is they remained competitive in a game where they looked like shit. So there you go. They hung Jeremy Swayman out to dry the defense. They just looked bad. It was the second night of a back to back. It it was a very emotional night for Ottawa because they had like Alfredson with the ceremonial puck and it was their first home game. So it was their, their season opener. And, you know, it's, it's the first 
start of a season since Melnick passed away. So it's like, even though they started to improve a little bit late last year, and then they improved drastically over the summer, it's like, it's like a new start for them. So yeah, a lot of things happened that night. And uh, I felt bad for Jeremy Swayman because uh, even though he was having an off night, everybody in front of him was having an off night too. So, so uh, I predicted three and one and the Bruins went three and one, but should be noted, they went to the shootout and they had an overtime win in there. So it could have gone any way. Tim predicted two, one and one and Nick was two and two. So this is a fun little experiment. Yeah. I, you know what? I was happy to be wrong. Happy there we to go. be wrong there. That's, that's one of our tags. <laughs> Same <laughs> here. Tag- yeah. <laughs> I was happy to be right for a change. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> So in the last couple of weeks, we've seen the return of Grizz, who also came back early. We saw the return of Marchand early. We know that Charlie McAvoy is skating again, but he's still wear. I think he's still wearing a non-contact jersey. So, okay, that's fine. Take your time. Everything's fine. Everything's good. We like it. We're like, what? We're eight or nine games in? Are we nine games in? Mm-hmm. Okay. Nine games. Yep. We're nine games in. The, the Bruins have a couple days off until the first. Dia de los muertos. So anyway, uh, the Day of the Dead, they'll come back in Pittsburgh. So that'll be interesting. Kids, Pittsburgh's been having their ass handed back and forth to them on the West Coast road trip. So we'll see how that goes when they come back. But anyway, did you think that after nine games that Pasta would have 17 points? Did not. He has 10 goals. No, I'm sorry. Sorry. Strike that. He's seven goals, 10 assists, 17 points. He has nearly double the points of anybody else on the team. <laughs> yeah, he, he he's second in the league in points, only behind uh, Connor McDavid. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Pretty good company. But also, I should note that Brad Marchand, in his debut night, Scored three points, two goals, one assist. Ah, it's going to be a fun year, guys. It's going to be fun to see who is going to eke it out between these two. <laughs> What's I, I, what is just mind blowing to me is how well this team is playing with all the injuries, mm-hmm. even. Uh, I mean, even the the blue line's been further hit at times with the loss of uh, Carlo. Of course, he's back. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. And he's been uh, playing like lights out since mm-hmm. he's been back. Um, and I mean, they, the Bruins won uh, Friday night without Krejci and without Marchand. They, they they played it safe. Don't blame them. They won for nothing. Th- this team is, I don't want to get cocky. Don't want to get, you know, don't, don't want to count uh, all these chickens before they hatch. But this team is good. That's my bold statement for the podcast. It's good. And they're reminding me a little bit of Florida from last year, mm-hmm. which I hope it just ends differently. That's all. I've been thinking about it. And I think that it might be something like this. They got Bergie coming back and that's like a huge thing. They got crazy coming back. And I really feel like there's a, not only is like everybody super happy and excited and, you know, and of course they have a new coach, but that to a lesser extent, that doesn't make my point. My point is this. They got these two old guys back on one-year deals. Mm-hmm. Now is the time. Now is the time. This could be the last hurrah. 
So everybody is like everybody's spirits are high as as the 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 kids say the vibes are through the roof. Yeah. And uh, this team's bussing. I think I said that correctly. I really have no clue. I, I don't know, but uh, let's put it this way. You can tell how your team is doing by how fun the social media is. And it's pretty fun. It's pretty fun. It is. It, it's it's a lot of fun. Um, goalie hugs are going around. Oh, my um, God. Goalie hugs. You know, I didn't realize how much I missed goalie hugs over the summer. Yeah. For all the dumb things that we love in hockey, I think that might be my favorite thing. That's my favorite thing. You know, some people love the jerseys and the sartorial flair and all of that stuff. Some people love players' dogs. Yeah, okay, so that's me too. But, like, the goalie <laughs> hugs, oh my god. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. It's like, I just need them all the time. Sometimes I just watch the goalie hugs. There's no game. I want to watch a goalie hug. I mean, it's it boosts your mood. And... When you look at the goalie hugs, the genuine joy that both goalies have in that moment is uh, so high. Yeah, they talk to each other all the time. They talk to each other over the summer. Maybe not as frequently as they do when they're in person, but, you know, enough. There's a mutual love and admiration there. And it's like the feeling I always get is like a win for you is a win for me. Let's Mm -hmm. hug it out. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like they're just genuinely so happy and excited for the other person, you know? And I think the team loves it, too. First of all, goalie hug happens after a win, so of course they love it. But I saw a social media post. Jake DeBrusque was giving out the the game puck or like, you know, they have have like a post game Mm -hmm. ritual. Hey, game puck goes to so-and-so. And Jake DeBrusque was giving it away. And he did like a quick version of a goalie hug to uh, Linus. Mm-hmm. who earned it so like I, the team loves it yep yep well for uh, okay first of all i always forget that the f- last hug either of the goalies get from the other players is from felino yes right mm-hmm. so he comes up and gives them the hug and all of that and that's really great and then then you have the the goalie hug so it's it's really great i love it i really do just so much fun uh, they hype each other up before the hug too, which I love. <clears throat> they like they. It's always something new, but they're hyping each other up before the hug. At Tuesday night's game, uh, because I I did get to go to that one. That was crazy day, but I got to go to that one because Ben's like, "Hey, you want to go to the game?" Like, sure. I just drove back from Vermont, but okay. That Swayman starts counting off all of Olmark's wins mm-hmm. before they go into the hug, and that was great. And then Friday night's hug just charged him. It was so great. So great because he got a shutout because he got a shutout. His first shutout of the year. It took Linus Ulmark like almost all season last year to get a a shutout. Oh, yeah. And he got it in his uh, seventh game. Yes. Yeah, seventh game. Yeah. He's playing unreal right now. He has six wins, a one point seven goals against and a nine forty five save percentage. Yep. That's pretty cool. Pretty cool. I mean I have obviously believe that uh he's the hot he's on a hot streak. Gotta ride it. Gotta ride it. Get 
swimming in where you need to, especially with back to backs and stuff. And holy crap, like every team is playing so many back to backs to start the season. I mean, I guess I'd rather see it here than later in the season because I hate late to, late in the season back to backs. But man, like everybody's playing back to backs right now. Bruins have had two. Everybody else has probably had two or more. This is kind of kooky. I think I'd rather get it out of the way in the beginning of the season, though. So maybe that's something that's positive. Maybe there's less. I haven't looked at the schedule all the way down the road. Maybe there's less at the end of the year. That would be nice. Mm, yeah. Well, it's also weird having a season start in October. It's been two years since we've had that. That's true, too. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, last year, didn't they start in late October? November. It started in November? Oh. Early November, I'm pretty sure. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. Okay. I mean, the pandemic screwed up everything, right? So, um, my, yeah. My other hot take. The pandemic is bad. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for those wise words. Yeah. 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 You're that's welcome. that's the only thing that you that's what you learn through wisdom. Mm-hmm. That pandemics are bad. <laughs> <laughs> I got to tell you I I grew up in a in a time when we were eradicating diseases, right? Um they eradicated smallpox within my lifetime. And they did the same with polio until recently. Not going to get into that. I'm just saying that those things had been eradicated in my lifetime, which is amazing. And I never thought I would live through a pandemic of any kind. I mean, because even like the H1N1 thing was not quite a pandemic. It, It was widespread, but it was not like this. So anyway. Getting back to hockey, because that's what we like to talk about, and sometimes other things. <laughs> yeah, so the Bruins played uh, three games this week. They had gotten Grizz back. They got Carlo back Tuesday. So that was good to see Carlo back. The uh, The defense did pretty well, except for that Ottawa game. They did really well uh, without him. But, you know, we got him back. And, oh, wait a minute. While we're talking about defensemen, can... Can we talk about Derek Forbert? Not Darla. I love Darla. I will talk about Darla all day long. By the way, Connor Ryan wrote a Sunday piece about Derek and Darla last week on the BSJ. So I was very happy to read that. But I was looking through some some Twitter, well, some tweets. And there is a part of the fan base that just is like, Derek Forbert's bad at hockey. Nah. Now, remember how we were talking last episode about how, like, uh, Mike Riley doesn't know what to do in certain defensive situations? Right. Mainly all of them, yes. Yeah, and then Forbert, like, he'll he'll slide down and block with his stick or something at the right times. Like, he calculates that he does it at the right time. It's not always successful, but he knows how to do it, right? And we saw that this week. We saw uh, an example of that. I don't think it was Tuesday. I think it was Thursday, but I sent it to the group to just go like, hey, weren't we talking about this? Right. Mm-hmm. I would love to know those people uh, know what metric those people are using that he's bad at hockey. Is it that he doesn't score goals? Because that's not his job. Is it because he's not a really mobile puck mover? Well, again, 
I mean, he can move the puck, but not as well as other players on this team. And yeah, that's not his job. But if you need him to shut down or defend or block or all of the things that he does, like he's, you know, he's one of our best penalty killers, right? All of these things. If you need him to do those things, then why, how, how is he not a good hockey player? You know, I, I just, I, I, I don't know if we have listeners who feel that way. You know, some people like, like the offensive aspect of the game much more than the defensive. I myself love watching defensemen do their thing, especially when they do it well. So I, I just, I don't get it. I don't get this, like this Derek Forbert hate. They're the same people who usually say that Brandon Carlo is not good at hockey either. Uh, can somebody help me with this? Well, I mean, the let me let me first talk to the 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 some of the haters out there of of, of Forbert. They probably hate his contract, the term. Like, okay, maybe a little bit of an overpayment, especially coming from he was he was a third pairing uh, defenseman with the Winnipeg Jets, a very bad defensive Winnipeg Jets. Hey. It's about how you use the players in the system. And to me, okay, Forbert is exactly as advertised and does it very well. And also, he's doing the thing where he scores at the beginning of the season again and probably doesn't score for the rest of the year, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, he's starting, uh, I mean, his, if you want some fancy metrics, completely middle-of-the-road defenseman um, at even strength. But you don't have him for even strength. You have him to kill penalties. Mm-hmm. And I think he's great. Uh, you put him out there when, you know, you, if you want to have a super defensive line, you, uh, you put him out there, especially with, uh, uh, McAvoy out. I think so. Yeah. yeah. He, he's, and he's, oh, the Bruins are going to be big and tough. He's big and tough. On the PK, you put him either with, uh, Carlo or Clifton. Clifton is his usual pairing partner. He makes Clifton better for the most part. Clifton takes up some of his stuff that that he doesn't do as well. And, and that's what you really want with a defensive pair, isn't it? You want people yeah. who have complementary parts, basically, right? So that's why when Lindholm and McAvoy make it, uh, when they finally get to play together for an extended period of time, we're going to be like, watch out. Whoa. That's going to yeah. be an awesome pair. Lindholm has the size like he's like tall and lanky. He skates beautifully and all of that stuff. And not to say that McAvoy doesn't have that, but I mean, Lindholm has like a fair amount of assists already. Mm-hmm. In this seven, year. five, seven, something like that. Yeah. He has like two goals and five assists or something. Yeah. Seven points. Yeah. Seven points. So that's not bad in, in uh, eight games, nine games, nine games. Yeah. That's not bad. So when when McAvoy gets back, you know, they're both going to be really awesome. But you, as much as you hate to admit it, you need a shutdown pair at times or especially during the penalty kill. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's why when it's like when it's Carlo or it's uh, or it's Forbert going to the box, I, 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 I know the Bruins will be okay, but those are their two really great guys. I mean, Carlo on a, on any given night is going to spend more time on the, uh, on the penalty kill than other players. And so will Forbert. And that's what they're supposed to do. So yeah, if you want to rag on someone, you know, about salary and term and all of these different things, 
I could, I, I, I don't know. I think there are other players you could talk to uh, talk about in with return uh, with regards to that. Also, I will say Forbort has a magnet like attached to him where the puck just hits him. Mm-hmm. Like it just hits him. It just comes at him. Like he he blocks every single shot. I'm convinced. And it just hits him. He reminds me, there's a show called Haven. It reminds me of a character on that show who had this thing wrong with him where any bullet found him. So he constantly had to wear a, uh, uh, like, you know, Kevlar vest. And that's what he reminds me of because the puck just finds him. I guess that's okay as long as it doesn't find the net. Yeah. And behind him. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I just don't get it. It's like, you need defensive defensemen. They're not flashy. Their gl- their job is not gla- glamorous. Mm-hmm. Who cares? And they're not objectively bad at hockey. There you go. I, I just don't understand it quite myself, but okay. But also, can we just talk about how he rocked Princess Peach? Oh, he was great. Yeah. Gorgeous. He was like, he's like, I'm wearing it with pride. And then he's like, I have to get gas before we go there. So I'm going to have to wear this. <laughs> Derek Forbert is a girl dad. Okay. Cause he's got a, a daughter named Darla and Aww. he's a girl dad. So there you yeah. go. It all works out very well. So there we go. We got the lovely Derek Forbert talk out of the way. We'll talk about games now. All right. So Dallas rolled into town on Tuesday and the Bruins had a little bit of a hard time with them because Dallas is really good at blocking pucks and making you cough up the puck. And it was it was a little hard to watch, but then the Bruins decided they were going to win the game. I think that's what it really came down to. They just were like, no, we're going to win this. And it was really important for Hall to to get on the board there too because I think he had been going through a little bit of a it seems odd to say a scoring drought early in the year, but mm-hmm. like, you know, it's like when Hall needs to score, he is scoring. And that's what's really lovely. So, yeah. So we had Pasta score uh, on the power play, which and that's another wonderful thing this year. I love Bruce Cassidy. I do love Bruce Cassidy. And I'm not going to talk too much about him. I'm just going to say this. Bruce Cassidy doing the power play was a terrible idea. <laughs> Whoever is doing the power play now is a much better idea. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know? Yep. Don't confirmed. Don't take a defensive guy and say, let's put him, let's make him in charge of the power play. No. That's how you go 0 for 23 for power plays at the, the uh, tail end of last year. It was just terrible. It was hard to watch. Every game, like every game, we're getting at least one power play goal, which is good. Some we get multiple. Like I think there's one this week that we had. Oh, actually, there's, did we have power plays at all on the Columbus game? Who cares? Anyway, we'll figure that out. I, I just love it. I love seeing Pasta score. I love seeing Taylor Hall score. Bergie had an empty netter from uh, from center ice because a puck hit a star's skate. And he's like, well, might as well shoot it. Seal this game. It was all very good. You know what I have to say, though? At the Garden... On Tuesday night, at least, they were showing Bear dance on the screen in between. Like, like, like the Bear? Like the Bear. 
Oh my gosh, if they bring that back. They had Oh my gosh. I hope that they keep doing that during the game because it's like they you know, in when when they score goals, the the um the jumbotron, the whatever it's called, uh the screen shows like lots of usually shows lots of silly videos. You know, like if it's a if pasta scores, it's something to do with pasta. Sometimes it's like Sesame Street videos. It's like Happy Gilmore, whatever any clips that they want to show. But this uh, on Tuesday it was all the bear, and I was like, I'm here for it. Please bring it, bring it, bring it, bring it. I also got to see the uh, the the New Jersey, which we can talk about. We'll talk about that. Okay. We got to see that in person right there. They have one in the store. You have to order them, of course, mm-hmm. but it's there. Yeah. So pasta, hall, burgie, only one goal from the other side. Everything was great. Wonderful. Letting one goal by is great. Mm-hmm. Having your team score more than one goal is even better. Wonderful. Let's talk about that game on Thursday night. That was fun. <laughs> Yeah, it was. Yeah. First of all, Marshy came back. Mm-hmm. I I, mm-hmm. I could not believe it. I was on a walk with Boomer when Ben hit me with the Marshy's back in tonight and then Mandy posted it and I was like, what? No way. This is crazy. I love Marshy. I really do. I do. You know, I got to tell you, I do love this team. I do. They're very lovable. They are. They are. I mean... The 2018-2019 team was really lovable, too. Mm-hmm. Yep. But this is lovable, that some different parts, and it's just wonderful. So, Marshy's back. Three-point night for him. We had Coil scoring. Smith! Smith did a thing! He scored. He scored. He did. He did. I was very surprised <laughs> by that. You know, I mean, Pasta, how many night, How many points did he have that night? Let me start... Yeah, three point night for Pasta too. Three power play goals, mm-hmm. and you could just see the Red Wings getting more and more flustered as the game went on because, like, the Red Wings are improved. Let's, let's just admit it; they are. They have the Calder Trophy winner uh, on defense. You know, they've got a lot of talent up front, and Iserman is very slowly building that team. But I think he wants to build the team right. Who? Wait a minute. I'm trying to remember who do they who did they have as a goaltender? Huso. Oh yeah, that. yeah. Huso. I think the, I think the most important thing for me for that game is it was Swayman's first game after the whole um, thrashing Ottawa. Yeah, Ottawa yeah. debacle, and he played extremely well. Stopped 28 of 29 shots, and he just. It's nice to see him bounce back, having a bounce back game mm-hmm. like that. Yep, it was good for him to have that bounce back game, and it was good that his team in front of him didn't hang him out to dry. You know, I think that was just an isolated incident. I want to think that was an isolated incident, that it was the combination of the two that, that went wrong with uh, the Senators. But yeah, he had an excellent night. Uh, everybody in front of him had an excellent night. It just great, great time. Good seeing Marshy back. You know, I, you know, a couple of years ago, he said that he had some procedure done and he felt like he was a hundred percent. And I'm trying to remember what that procedure was. And he had been functioning at like 80% for the longest time. He said, and I'm like, you were functioning at 80% when you had a hundred points. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like it's, it's so great to see him back. I'm hoping he says he's pain free, so that's good. Was that the was that the hernia procedure that he had? Done? Yeah, it might have been the sports hernia. Yeah, yeah. So like that guy has a high tolerance for pain. That's all I can say. Uh, so yeah, he got these done. Uh, he he basically said he got these done because he wants to play more in the you know he'd be done in a season or two if he didn't get this proce- these procedures mm-hmm. done. So that's what he wanted to do. So good for him. Glad to see him back. Bad thing that happened in this game. Krejci knocked out with an UBI. Now I don't really know what it is. During the prod- broadcast, they kept saying like a a butted with the stick or something i didn't mm-hmm. quite see that i couldn't see an angle where i saw that but his head went in an awkward way from that incident and then uh, rasmussen uh, he had a hearing suspended. with player yeah player safety suspended him for two two games so i almost said two i will seasons. say <laughs> uh, i think it was matt porter maybe said that he saw creature leaving the arena that day with no ice packs or anything so okay. seemed like a decent sign that he was leaving, like, and he looked okay. Ribs. Yeah, he's day-to-day. Yeah. That, that's what they said. So, I mean, whatever happened was not good, and you could mm-hmm. see that. I, I don't really know what it was, just UBI of some kind, and that's okay. Well, for because he'll be back in sooner, that's what I mean. But it's not great to have Krejci out, but the good thing is you got Sokka in the... Mm-hmm. Off season, I know Tim, you don't like that, but he could slide into center, so that's what he did. It was tough during that game, but the boys did it. And then Friday night, up their second back to back of the season. No Marshy because he's not doing back to backs, and I agree with that. Uh, I say get Marshy up to game speed before you do anything outrageous with him. Of course, this game was in Columbus. They haven't played too many road games. No, they haven't. They played Ottawa on the road. Is this only their second road game? No, third, because they played they played Washington to start the mm-hmm. season. It's a lot of games at home, but what whatever. They went to Columbus. No Krejci, no Marshy, and Omar gets the shutout. Yeah, um, he was unreal. He was. I mean this as a compliment to the Bruins. Um, again, you're up 4 nothing after the uh, first two periods. I fell asleep. Watching the, thir- the third period, because they just were like, eh, let's just play defense. What else did they have to do? Right. It's almost like they should have, at the end of the second period, they were like, you know, we're done. And, you know, let's see. Yeah. Let's not beat up on them too much. But, you know, uh, let's work on our defense. <laughs> let's just look at it as like it. <laughs> Like, like it's the old, old beer league rules or like unofficial rules. All right, we're, we have a big lead. Everyone try to take three passes in the offensive zone before we take a shot. <laughs> Work on the fundamentals. We didn't have any power play goals, but we had a shorthanded goal, which yeah, Coyle. Charlie Coyle, not exactly the guy that I would have predicted for that. But then again, who would I predict for that? So it's all good. I mean, I mean, that's the best kind of penalty killing, isn't it? Yeah. Get a goal. Get a goal. So it, it was great. I felt bad for Mears Leakins. I love Mears Leakins. But that was not his night. He had a rough night. And I don't like the social media hate, hatred that his wife and he and 
his child have all received. It's like, grow up. Grow up, fans. Stop doing that shit. There is no need for that. His wife said that in her social media post that that they're going to stop bringing the kid to the game because they're not exactly, they don't feel safe having the kid there. Like, that's insane. Yeah. Yeah, his his son is less than two years old. Mm-hmm. And they don't need that. It's just, it's ridiculous. I just, the ugly side of fandom, really. I it just, grow up, grow up. Yeah, so it was hard watching him. I, I like him a lot. Um, did you see Sean Corrales get burned on the first goal? Yes, and he was pissed about it. I was going to ask you, how how'd you feel about that? Uh, well, uh, I mean, my team's winning. There you go. Okay. Okay. So I just sat there and I'm like, this is how I really felt. I'm like, Sean, you're a fourth liner. You're mm-hmm. primary, primarily out there to do defensive shit. Mm-hmm. You did not defend that. Like, you were caught looking. You saw him. He had the puck. You know that Grizz can be dangerous. What were you doing? Right. That That's what I thought. That's that's absolutely what I thought. Honestly, if you're not going to defend that, you deserve to get burned. There you go. Okay. See, you don't need to question my loyalty. Oh, I didn't. I, I was just like, oh. There's always, like, a, a strange bit of, like, uh, actually, I also like Nolachari. Oh, so like I if, love Noli. Oh, so, I can't I can't watch him right now. Yeah. But, but like if I see him not do well against the Bruins, I'm like or not do well in general, I'm like, man, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm a Bruins fan. Right, right. I mean, it wasn't really Sean's choice. The Bruins decided to move on from him, so he went to his hometown team. I think he's having a great time out there, so good for him. But that mm-hmm. team is really rough right now. I don't yeah. know. I don't understand why exactly. Was Oliver Bjorkstrand the only guy who was keeping it together? Oh, they are miss- missing Alexander Texier because he went into the uh, program, mm. the um, substance abuse program. So uh, he might not play for the full year or something. I don't know. Uh, so they are missing some players, but I don't know. They They just look really, really rough. They got Johnny Gaudreau. Come on. You know, he was like a point of game player for for a bit there. So I don't know. I I don't really know. But uh, I still I really like the Blue Jackets. They don't have like too many assholes. So it's rough to see. But also, you know, I want the Bruins to win and I want goalie hugs. That's Mm -hmm. okay. Ready? Goalie hugs. I want goalie hugs. Goalie hugs. So it's like my need, my 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 thirst and hunger for goalie hugs drives out anything else now so i just need to see them because it means very good things and i love it uh and i i you know what i'll be honest with you one of the things that i love about goalie hugs is that men should be able to to have a genuine affection for other men and show it there you go that's what i love about it i agree i'm sorry i'm moving metal on my desk while i talk um just needs to be moved on my desk. Uh, so, the, 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 another reason why I like goalie hugs. So, this is uh, let, let's let's keep in mind really what we're watching and what these guys are doing. These are big, tough, burly men playing a kids' game. When you mm-hmm. get right down, 
And you know what? Have some fun. Have some fun at your job. And uh, just enjoy the moment. These are also two insane big men uh, with lots of padding who who enjoy having hunks of like cold rubber shot at them, you know, at speeds of 70 plus miles per hour. Mm-hmm. Very fast. Yeah. Very fast. Yeah. Yeah. So they like doing that and they like trying to challenge themselves to stop that puck from crossing a line. Oh, speaking so, of shooting things very quickly, I, I watched the Dallas game with my brother. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think Nesson, because it's weird, I've been watching all sorts of broadcasts so far. Nesson uh, will sometimes have the miles per hour listed on yes 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 i saw I really that. really like that's fun uh and so on pasta's one time goal power, power play goal i think it was listed at 85 miles an hour mm-hmm. and me and my brother were like man only 85 miles an hour what the hell's up with that i mean he still scored so why are we critiquing and then we're like wait a second like okay first of all 85 still really fast secondly 85 miles an hour with pasta at a standstill in a slap shots, 85. And we, me, my, my slap shots, extra horrible. My brother who's decent actually had, we had a radar gun at the rink one time. Like my brother's best shot was like hitting 65 Mm. and like all he had into it, skating start, you know, Chara style skating, uh, start. Yeah. And we're like, okay, 85, uh, Miles an hour, standstill, and accurate. Okay, that's fucking incredible. Why are we we critiquing this? Nope, nope. Everything Pasta does when he uh, scores a goal is perfect. That's all you have to do. Mm -hmm. Um, Don't like it when he cuffs up the puck at times or passes it to another player on another team, but okay, he's getting better at that. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that goalie hug was awesome. Loved it. Let's get back to pasta. <laughs> How much money are the Bruins going to have to pay pasta? Google yes. uh, NHL max contract. Uh, keep in mind, he is 26 years old and will be 27 next year. So he's still young. I think you're starting at 10, 10.5, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. Googling. NHL max contract, um, which is a number. So, I mean, I think you're starting at 12. Are you starting at 12? Oof. I mean, uh, how much is McKinnon's getting paid mad money? Yeah, he's getting Um, paid more, slightly more than McDavid. Yeah, eight year, uh, 12.6. Oh, 12.6. Okay. Yeah, I think, okay, yeah. McDavid's (sighs) 12.5. Could, Here, could pasta be the first 12.7? 12.8. Got it. Got it. 12.88. <laughs> uh, um, I was going to say, Gary Bettman said that next year the cap could go up by 4 million. Could. 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 Okay. So all that's possible. He could definitely get all that money. I only, the only reason why I don't know that he will get more than is because I'm not sure he wants to. Okay. Because I remember when he signed his last deal with the Bruins, he said that like the money aspect of the game didn't matter to him. He just wanted to play hockey. Mm-hmm. So 
that's the only reason why I could see him taking less than the 12.6. I just don't think money drives him to play at all. So I, what that means, I don't know. Like what that means for him, what he's willing to take, I have no clue. But I just don't think that that's a driving force in his life. So I think that maybe he would take less than that. But at the same time, he probably he deserves it. Like I'm not saying he's undeserving of the contract. I I I think I mean I agree with you. I don't think money is as big a thing for him. But I will say that when he signed that contract, he was an RFA. He didn't want to not be playing. You know, I mean, I think he missed a little bit of training camp, but he didn't want to not play that year. And when you're in an RFA situation, you basically you have a little bit of negotiation power, but not a, a huge amount. So like he settled on 6.66 <laughs> or 6.7 or whatever it was he came to play. It's a little bit different now. He doesn't want to go anywhere. That's what he's saying. He loves it here. His girlfriend loves it here. They don't want to go anywhere else. But that contract hasn't been signed. Hasn't There is no contract yet. So that's the only thing that worries me. I, I'm a little less worried than I thought I would be about it. But I want that contract locked up because I don't want to think about a Bruins team without Pasta because he's such a joy. If I'm Pasta... Uh, again, I, I see what the other players are making. He's uh, and Pasta's a year younger than McKinnon, for what it's worth. Mm-hmm. So, okay, you start definitely at eight years. Like for me, it's like, all right, you want me to stay in Boston? You got eight year. I got you. Got to do the max. And then, th- th- again, I'm not a professional hockey player making multi million dollars a year. But yes, the Bruins have some good pieces for the future, namely on the blue line and in net. Pasta, uh, though he, I think this year we see he can, he's also a playmaker. Uh, who, who's a center going to be after this year? And like, all right, Pasta and Krejci, one-year deals. No one else really in the center position in the lineup. Like to me, if he's concerned about the, his long-term winning, ooh, like I, again, there's good building blocks on the, on the defensive side of the team. But offensively, it's going to be him in, in Marshand and a collection of whatever centers. So, again, I don't know. I'm, I'm not I'm not Pasternak. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking out loud. Do you take as much money as you can, stay home with the Bruins, or do you venture to greener pastures, maybe get a shorter deal, higher annual amount, and try to pair yourself with an organization that has more center depth? That's what Pasta needs to decide. If I'm pasta, mm-hmm. I try to convince Krejci to stay another year. <laughs> oh, I guarantee it. Yeah. But uh, also, you know, like Zaka's only in a one-year deal. So this is a kind of prove-it year for him, right? Mm-hmm. So we'll see how much he likes playing for the Bruins. I, he definitely likes being at home. He didn't mm-hmm. have to rent another place this year. He's right. in his home, um, which is kind of neat. He's got his friend Zaboral around, although I don't have Zaboral's contract stuff off the top of my head, but who knows? We might have one big, happy Czech family, which would be really cool. There is a lot of uncertainty. We we just don't know. 
Um, I think it really depends on what happens this year, right? Mm -hmm. So maybe it is in Pasta's best interest to kind of wait it out a little bit more. I don't know. He could have all of the money. Mm -hmm. And he could leave money on the table to get a center. Yeah. Because I have a feeling you're going to need to go out and get a center. And I don't Mm -hmm. know what the center market's going to look like next year, but... Yeah, I I don't either. Does Bergie come back on another one-year deal? Does Crazy come back on another one-year deal? Who knows? It... We don't know what those guys want to do, and whatever they want to do is absolutely okay. They have really nothing to prove. They've won the cup, so but you know, winning another cup is sweet. So they want to do that, of course. But I got to tell you, this year I just love seeing like the behind the scenes of Bergie. Bergie is like having a fun time in the locker room, singing to the original version of "Dancing on My Own." You know, it doesn't surprise me. We have a lot of Swedes there, so they'll like that that song a lot because it's by robin swedish pop singer i mean right now we're forced into just looking at the present but Mm -hmm. i wanted to take a look at that that contract a little bit because that's going to be bonkers yeah all right now it's the thing that you two both want to talk about and i don't really care about and i'll just sit back and i'm gonna let you talk okay Mm -hmm. the reverse retro jerseys have been released they are available through pre-order through the pro shop but we know what they look like now and it was something that nick wanted to talk about two weeks ago but i forgot i'm sorry so now now that you have the full design mm-hmm. you and tim can discuss this because i know that you're both team poo so tim how many how many retro reverse jerseys are you buying oh oh he's brb oh okay you um... know what i'm gonna tell you one thing right now Mm-hmm. When they did, they, the social media did the, uh, you know, asking, mm-hmm. <laughs> asking players what they, they uh, thought about it. First of all, I loved how it, it became a roast of, of Marshy right away. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like sweet Jersey. I don't know about the mug. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Marshy. Ugh. <laughs> I hate that guy. Um. <laughs> uh... Yeah, again, this team's fun. Oh, yeah, this yeah. fun. Yeah, and you know what? If Marcy, you know, first of all, they all are joking. And oh, he, yeah. he can be self-deprecating, but he also, his answer was smoke. Yeah, yeah. Smoke. And I just, I love how he has this self-confidence and, and whatever. I mean, he's married to a beautiful woman from Rhode Island. Oh. Yeah, she's from Bristol, I think. So they go down and celebrate 4th of July down in Bristol because there's a big parade it's like the oldest parade in the u.s yeah so he, he's married to a lovely woman who uh gave uh, who drinks out of uh, who gave him a cup of uh dilf daddy i'd like to okay okay it's like i think i know what that means but i need <laughs> clarification yeah so he has all the confidence in the world and that's fine i i love marshy but anyway you guys can talk about the jersey so uh- so Tim, how many are you, how many are you buying? Seventeen. Seven, oh wow! <laughs> wow, seventeen. So who who are you getting them crested with jersey uh, numbers and names? And I want to know which ones. Okay, so of the seventeen players, I'm getting uh, David Pasternak, getting uh, Bergeron, getting Krejci, Hall. Lindholm, McAvoy, uh, Marshy, 
uh, Forbort, of course, Tom Nosek, oh, yeah. uh, Swayman, right. Ulmark, uh, Grizzlick, Coyle, AJ Greer, uh, Jake DeBrusque, Jakob Lauko, and Jason Allison. <laughs> okay. Well, there you go. That was 17. You you nailed it. Did you say yep. Carlo? I forgot who you said. I, I don't think I did. <gasps> That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. You know, I, I, I love the jerseys. I'm pumped uh, that the Pooh Bear is back. The other thing that I am pumped for is um, uh the other thing I'm pumped for is the hat. Cause whenever, whenever they do these jerseys, you have the hat with the logo on it. And I mm-hmm. can't wait for the hat. Cause I will be getting that as well. I saw somebody with the hat, but I don't know if this is an old hat or a new hat, but I think the hats might already be in the store. Oh, really? I, they might be, I know they definitely have meth bear hats. Which I think is hilarious. Actually, Ryan Johnston on the hockey show last week said that he wished that the primary logo would have been the meth bear. And he said the meth bear, which I loved it because, like, he knows the fan base. He knows that mm-hmm. this is this is the terminology. So meth bear. But uh, yeah, so I, I'm pretty sure I saw the logo hats, but you'd have to check the pro shop. You know, I don't think this is something you'd find during uh, through the NHL shop. You have to go to the Boston Pro Shop to to look for that. But Tim, I'll also keep an eye out for them um, on the uh, uh, you know if I go to games and go to the the pro shops. So they have actually like expanded yes. pro shops on the different concourses now, which is kind of cool. So uh, popular items go there. You know, yes, Ben. If you need to know, Ben finally bought himself a new jersey, Ooh. a road jersey, Ooh. and it's Taylor Hall. Which is hilarious because he hates Taylor Hall. Well, Taylor Hall is a Boston Bruin. Like he said, like Taylor Hall would be a a Bruin, and he was right. And there you go. But anyway, so yeah, so so you like the the fact that it's it's a white jersey because it is a reverse retro. So it's like the you know it used to be on on a gold, but now it's on a white because reverse. Yeah, I I actually think I like the white better. I think the white goes better with the bear. Um, I'm you glad can... that it's white and not black because I feel yes. like black would look bad. Yeah, um, black would look very bad with that. I think the white makes the detail of the bear pop a little bit more, and it makes the fur pop a little bit more too. Now they couldn't have gone yellow this year, unless maybe because again they went yellow uh, two years ago. But also, is- reverse retro implies that it should be the opposite of what it was. Correct. Correct. And I actually, now that I say that, I regret not getting a Bergeron reverse retro from a few years ago. Um, I don't know why I didn't buy one because I fucking love those jerseys. I actually love the, the, I just like, yellow's cool to me because it's like, oh, the, the Bruins are the black and gold. Emphasis on black. It's like a lot of their jerseys have kind of been on the uh, darker shades and it's like, ooh, yellow, that's unique. But anyway, with that said, I am buying two, two Pooh Bear jerseys. And my brother doesn't listen to this podcast, so I am not afraid to say this. I bought it. I bought him one. He's been wanting. My, my brother loves Pasternak. So of course. It's a very easy decision for me. 
bought him a Pasternak one, already paid for, already put in the order. As for myself, I'm torn. I don't know who I want. Um, part of me is like, ooh, I should get a Pooh Bear Swayman. Um, <gasps> yeah. That would be pretty, I think, you know, it's kind of unique. Um, but also keep in mind, Bruins still have a Winter Classic jersey they're going to be revealing uh, pretty soon. So do I just spend all the money this year on on the, all the Bruins jerseys and fixing up my car? Um Clearly, the jer- jerseys are more important than the car. Um, but uh, also, insurance is helping out a lot. So I, I just think it's going to uh, 2022 is going to be an expensive year for jerseys. But you know what? Enjoy life. Buy the jersey. Get an extra slice of cake. I kind of also hope they have jerseys as well of them that come out. Because they did with the... Uh, with the yellow ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so and they, I, yeah. I hope they do that too. So, also, fans and people of this podcast, Meth Bear is my favorite. Of all the Bruins symbols and logos, Meth Bear is my favorite. That's why I have a Meth Bear ish ish tattoo. <laughs> so, um, on my shoulder, where, you know, the Meth Bear logo would be on a jersey. So, um, but yeah, I need I need some meth bear, but Pooh Bear. Like I got into hockey in 2002, um, and playing NHL 2K. <laughs> and to me, I don't know why the, the 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 three coolest things to me were always switching to the Pooh Bear jersey in NHL 2K and playing with Ray Bork, Byron Defoe, and Anson Carter. Like those were my three favorite players. Excellent. Yeah, I I I love the Pooh jersey. I loved it as a kid. The first, the one of the very first Bruins hats I ever got as a kid. Went to a game with my dad, and it was a Pooh Bear hat. It had the Pooh logo, and it was a fitted hat, and it was like, it was like a gray on gray scheme, and it was like I wore that hat. Um, I mean, I wore that hat out. Like <laughs> I wore that hat every single day. So I'm looking forward to, uh, for the Pooh hat to come out. Um, I didn't. I checked on the. Uh, I checked on the pro shop. I didn't see it. Okay. Um, I might have missaw it then. But I I mean, I got the, when they had the reverse retros the first time around, I did get the meth bear hat um, that they had with those. So I have that one. And then when they, when the, uh, when they first announced and released the uh, jerseys just with the giant B on them, the thirds mm-hmm. i have the hat with that b on it as well so i will be adding the poo to the collection Ooh. of hats for the bruins nice i shouldn't say this right now because i might just buy it myself there is a fucking phenomenal ray bork poo jersey it looks authentic not a replica because you know it's 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 old um on ebay right now for 185 and that is the cheapest I have seen a Ray Bork Pooh Bear jersey on eBay in a very long time. Size 56, so I think that's extra large. Um, I've seen, like, kids' jerseys go cheap like this, but not a, not a Ray Bork. Hmm. Anyway. Yeah, the Pooh the poo jerseys, I'm telling you, I, like I said, a lot of people have certain names that come to mind. For me, Jason Allison wearing that Pooh for the Number Bruins. 41. 
Yep. Former uh, Portland Pirate great as well. <laughs> Just, I love these jerseys. They're great. Um, and he's, is he the one that, no, that wasn't the, the one who was taught by your teacher. It was the son of your teacher. That was somebody else, right? No, no, that was Eric Weinrich. Oh, I, Eric Weinrich. That's right. Okay. Just wanted to make sure I got it right. I yeah, got it yeah, wrong. He, his mom was uh, my second grade teacher. <laughs> and I actually have a funny story with that. So when we were in, <clears throat> when I was in school, uh, it was during that, it was during hockey season. So it was winter. Um, we made these, uh, we made these like penguins um that we like colored and cut out and they were hanging on the wall um outside of the classroom and a friend of mine and i were talking and he asked me which penguin is my favorite penguin and i didn't know he was talking about the penguins that were hanging in the hallway i thought he was talking about the hockey team (laughs) so i said mario lemieux And then he goes, no, those. And my teacher was behind me, and she laughed. (laughs) So apparently, um, later on that year, uh, she was, it was was during break, and she was uh, visiting her son, and they were at the team hotel, and they were playing the Penguins, and she actually told Mario the story. (laughs) Oh, great. <laughs> and he she said he thought it was funny so yeah <laughs> it is funny it's very cute you have been very sports-minded from a very young age and that's funny very young age. very young age yeah, you are true to yourself and that is the best way to be tim all right so you love the jerseys we have to wait for what the Winter Classic jersey drop is. I myself, I'm not, I'm not crazy about these jerseys. I am Team Not Poo. Mm. Um, I've seen them up close. I'm like, yeah, they're okay. Um, I'm so I'm gonna pass on that. Uh, although I have thought that maybe the next jersey I get, and maybe that will be the Winter Classic jersey. Who knows? Uh, the next jersey I'll get will probably be a Lindholm uh, because he's gonna be here for a while. Yep. And I love him. And, uh, you know, I, you know me, I'm not, I do have a Bergie jersey Mm because I felt that was very important. And it's one of those recycled ones, like made from recycled materials. Yeah. It is the most comfortable jersey I've ever worn. It's just so, it's just the right warmth. It fits me just the right way. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like a stuffed sausage in it. I feel okay in it. I, I wear the C with pride. And confidence. So I needed that Bergie one because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if when the bad thing happens, I will always have that and I'll always wear that. And everybody will be like, yep, yep. Bergie. I'm, then you say that about Bergeron. I'm like, mm, my Bergeron jersey is old. It's, it's a Reebok. Um, and Bergeron actually wore the original Pooh Bear. Uh, he is the only current Bruin, or probably NHL player. I mean, someone can fact check me if they really want to. That 
Only active NHL players won the Pooh Bear. Well, then somebody's got to go get that. They got to get the Bergy one. So I, I say, I, and also if you, the only place that's selling the Pooh Bear retro reverse jerseys right now is the Boston Pro Shop. Yep. And they only have a uh, four branded or numbered jerseys, and so I can't even get a Swayman if I wanted to write to right now. So um, they they do they should have just blank ones that you can get crested. Then they get Bergeron Pooh Bear, along to go with my brother's uh, Pasternak Pooh Bear. That might be cute. I, look, I think you made an excellent point. Bergie's the only player to have originally worn the Pooh Bear on mm-hmm. this team, so you should just go with that. It's like I'm going with Bergeron. There we go. Problem yeah. solved. Yeah. You know what? Swayman Winter Winter Classic. Classic. There you go. See? Great minds think alike. Oh, man. I can't wait for the Winter Classic now. I wonder what they're going to do. Like, Uh, okay. This is turning into a Jersey talk, which is bad. That's okay. That's okay. Whatever. There actually is a podcast all about hockey jerseys, and I props to them. But Bruins, one of the few teams that are wearing four uh, jerseys this year. Yeah. Because they're still wearing uh, excuse that. Me, uh, five. Are they wearing the the gold ones? No, because um, of course you have your regular home and away. Okay. Okay. Yep. The third. Yep. Retro reverse. Yep. Winter classic. Oh my god, that is five. Yeah. <sighs> Hurricanes are wearing six, which is insane. And I think there's another team out there that's wearing. Uh, I think the Blues might be wearing six, but yeah, the Hurricanes wearing six jerseys is is wild to me. Because they, they already have a third, and they already have a uh, alternate, I guess fourth, whatever you want to call it. Uh, that's a Whalers jersey. Plus retro, plus stadium series. Oh, oh okay. I see. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of jerseys. It is. It is. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to see what the Winter Classic one looks like. And that might be the one that I might want to buy. Mm-hmm. Um, And that... You should definitely, if you can't find it to order the one that you want to order, mm-hmm. the Swayman to, online, then we'll find a way to get it at the pro shop. There we go. So, so I mean, mine took a long time because Ben took a long time to <laughs> get back to them about it. But I got my Corrali. I, I do not regret getting a Corrali because that was a huge game for him. So I really loved that Winter Classic jersey because even though it was a road game, it just doesn't look like a home, I mean, an away jersey mm-hmm. to me. It's got so much going on. I'm staring at the one that's right in front of me, which is a signed Bergeron, because I'm a very lucky girl. Yeah. They've got that, we got this out of one of those like charity bags, mm-hmm. you know, the expensive charity bag, but profits go to charity. I don't have children. Perfect. I can do this. Or I didn't do it. My husband did it. And it's also like, it's like my husband doesn't know what to get me, even though I'll tell him. I'll tell him all sorts of things like this is what you can do for Christmas. Nothing big, nothing really huge. But my husband will just be like, you know, I don't know what to get her. So I'm going to get her something Bruins related. And then I get a charity bag. And now I have to find another frame for my Ray Bork jersey, which is, let's face it, a little bit more for him because he actually watched Ray Bork. But that's okay. That's okay. It's fine. So, yeah, I think uh, I'm going to see what the uh, Winter Classic one looks like, and then I will make my decision from there. But I think that my my next jersey will be a Lindholm, because I have a Carlo. I have a, a Bergie. 
if I wanted to wear my husband's jersey, which I think is the same size as my Corelli. Oh, I have a Corelli one too from the Winter Classic. There's a we so we have a Brad Marchand Winter Classic one too. Oh, cool. Yeah, so it's like there are lots of jerseys here. I cannot take this Berger, Bergeron one down though because it's a small and it fits over one arm. <laughs> And not exactly over my neck. So <laughs> it's important. Yeah. It's, it's a small jersey and it takes up the whole frame. It's all good. <laughs> but anyway. All right. That was Jersey Talk. I'm sure we'll have another time of talking about Jersey Talk in, in the future. So so let's get on to the games that are happening this week. We have three games happening between now and next Saturday. Uh, Tuesday, November 1st at 8 p.m., against the Pittsburgh Penguins. I mean, at the Pittsburgh Penguins, I should say. At the Penguins. On ESPN and ESPN+. Plus. So, uh, you'll be able to see it on Hulu if you can't watch it on regular ESPN. Already looking forward to all the Bruins fans bitching about that on Twitter. I don't have any problem with this. Same. Same. But anyway. it just it... In fact, I'm a little bit worried about Jack Edwards. So... Yeah. Let me get into let me read the rest of the games, then we'll talk about Jack real quick. Uh Thursday, November third, at seven thirty PM, also on ESPN Plus and Hulu. Uh this time at the New York Rangers. So it's all road games this week, guys. Mm-hmm. And Saturday, November fifth, seven PM on NHL Network and Nesson at Toronto. So this is gonna be a tough week, guys. I I think that it's a good test. Yeah. Toronto's been crap on the road. They've been crap at home. They're four and four, but that doesn't mean a lot. But the Bruins can score five plus goals. So, but also it seems like Toronto is, oh yeah, that's right. Murray's out. So their, their goaltending's a mess. They're, you know, but you never know. Um, Sam Sov has actually been keeping them afloat in games. He's, yeah really he's been a bargain uh for them right right still we'll see what happens there i i mean i think this week is the first real test penguins i don't really have any good idea of what's happening to them anybody know um i will look at the standings and then uh... five they're uh, uh they're 500 four four and one uh but obviously you never want to sleep on the penguins that that's foolish no especially in pittsburgh no so Okay. And then, uh, well, the Rangers. The Rangers are not doing well like they were last year. They're 4 3 and 2, but there's the Bruins always have a hard time against the Rangers, even when the Rangers were bad, you know? So it's going to be, it's going to be a tough week. I look forward to it because the Bruins need to be tested. They need to be tested on the road. And so, and it's not back to backs, it's evenly spaced. So that's good. So, unfortunately, I won't be able to watch the Saturday game. I guess I'll get to watch it later because I have a um, I have a pride hockey game to go to. It's the opening of the se- uh, season for them. They're going to have hang the banner, going to have the cup, the Isabel. Izzy's going to be in the building. It's going to be great. So did you get did you get season tickets again? Yes. Yes. Yep. So uh this this weekend uh, coming up is uh, the start of the season. And this time, instead of playing the same team on Saturday and Sunday, they'll be playing one team and then another team comes into town. So that's interesting. I think there's oh, wow. a new team. I think Montreal is going to be making their 
debut this year. So it'll be fun. Uh, there is a lot of hatred and animosity between the Toronto Six and the Boston Pride. So those games are going to be very interesting this year. And unfortunately, I found out that my favorite Pride player, my my defense woman, is now with the Whale. Ooh. Very much. I'm boo. sorry for your loss. Oh, thank you. I, yeah, I'll be all right. But it's just sad, you know. So... I might need a New Jersey. We'll see. But anyway, she'll get, she got her rings and, and that's great. I think she still lives in Massachusetts. I mean, it's not hard to get back and forth between the two, really. Oh, speaking of jerseys again. Yep. Did you see that uh, Providence had poo jerseys? I did not. They I... wore them this weekend. They were, um, they so they you know how they wear the jerseys that have pink for um, breast cancer awareness. Mm-hmm. They're pink, but they have the pool logo. Oh, yeah, I'll be bidding on one of those for sure. <laughs> <laughs> they were cool. They were so cool. I liked them a lot. Get one for mom or dad. <laughs> yeah, seriously, they're they're they, they looked so good. Um, I'll have to take and, a look at those. Uh, those, so that was fun. Good, glad that Providence had those. Good, excellent. All right. Oh my goodness, I'm having just a brain fart right now. And I forgot what it was that we're going to come back to. Jack Edwards. Oh, Jack Edwards. Thank you so much. Boy, ironic here. Yeah, Jack. I don't know what's going on with him. Uh, I was watching the post game the other night and he was talking to like uh, Jim Montgomery or something and he was slurring his words and just like he was trying to follow the conversation. I think he was following it, but he just couldn't get the words out. And I was like, what's going on there? So I, I don't know. I don't know if he has a condition or something, but that was just weird to me. Yeah, I've, I've kind of noticed this year he seems kind of uh, less... In, um, I'm, it's not less engaged, but it's like distracted. Yeah, that's what it is. Distracted. Yeah, there are just calls that he's not making. Um, you know, like he'll just call out players' names without saying anything about them. Yeah. So it, it is a little weird. So it'll be interesting to find out uh, what's going on there. But that being said, I don't mind the other broadcasts uh, on ESPN. I just don't like the TPS TNT ones. I don't like the studio crew. I like Anson Carter all right, but I don't really like the rest of the studio crew. And I really, I don't like who they have calling the games generally. So I, I just don't like Eddie Olchek. And I, that's it. That's it. We all know that. I, I don't have to re, relitigate that. Oh, speaking of Jack, Jack Studnika was traded mid-game. Oh my God. I forgot yeah, to mention right. that. Oh God. I was going to say know, it. I made a mental note and I kept forgetting. Okay. You know, the way, the fact that we're just kind of throwing this as a footnote, I think sort of speaks to Jack Studnika. So, so much promise at times, but just couldn't capitalize on it. It's not that he wasn't given chances. It's just... He'd be given a chance, like he was given a, a game to be in, and he just, like, instead of, like, holding on to the rope, it's like he made it into a noose. I, I just, what can you do? You know, he wasn't going to clear waivers. They're glad that they got something in return for him. 
He uh, he was traded for a goalie in DiPietro, not that DiPietro, but another. And then uh, a right D prospect named Myrenberg. Is that what it is? Yeah. Correct. And DiPietro is going to stay on loan in Abbotsford for now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's like uh, like Jeff said the other night in the chat, it was probably a contract swap thing. But, you know, Canucks are genuinely, Canucks fans are genuinely upset because Myrenberg was a good RD prospect. So, <sighs> I mean, we got something for him. I wish him well. I have no animosity toward him. I just, I wish that it would have worked out, but it just didn't. And I, I don't know why. He, you know what? Change of scenery will probably do him good. I think he's one of those players that was affected most by uh, the pandemic because Probably. he's having a great year, um, you know, almost point per game in the AHL, and it just kind of fell apart after that. Yeah. I'm sorry that I forgot to mention him early here, but he also was traded mid-game. They announced it mid-game. It's uh... It was actually kind of awkward. Yeah, absolutely, because... Like, don't you think you should talk about that maybe the next day or something? I don't know. But anyway, even Sweeney came out and said something after the game. So I don't know. Oh, well. Godspeed. Good luck. Jack Studnika. <sighs> All right. Well, we're going to wrap it up, guys. Yes. <laughs> we are barely on topic. You can contact us uh, at barely on topic on Twitter at barely in topic podcast on Facebook. You can find us everywhere, primarily our SoundCloud. You know, I, you know, look us up. You'll find us. We're on all sorts of platforms. Everything's good. And you can contact us individually on Twitter or wherever you want to. I'm going to just say my Twitter one at VA from RI. I got it two weeks in a row, guys. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. It's almost as if I know and created these, this Twitter handle. Tim? I am at Tim A. Richardson. I am at Nick Baggio. I'm not going to tell you my LinkedIn now because I have a job. <gasps> That's right. Don't contact him with job offers. No, not don't. unless they're millions of dollars. Correct. Okay, there you go. Would you relocate for millions of dollars? For, would I relocate for millions of dollars? Yes, because then I'll just buy a jet and just Go wherever I want. Get a jetpack. We were promised those in the future. Where are they? I know. Tim? Word!